you have officially been cleared for communication with the Is It Safe podcast. Your contacts code names are Luke. And, and your friends are like, oh, can you drive, dude? This is great. I love this car. And everybody jumps in and it's fucking sweet. You could even yeah. meet girls and put them in that car and they would be happy. Mike. You were the worst ump ever, by far. Even though he by really far. was a terrible ump. He made a lot of terrible calls. But remember, he doesn't get paid dick anyways. But there is a bare minimum threshold that me and Luke were talking about because he just didn't make any sounds. Whether Luke was getting pissed at <laughs> in the field the whole inning. Like, is that a ball? Is that a strike? What's he saying? And Scott. Always like to blame the media, too. I want to make sure I get a jab in on the media because we Ooh. can't... We can't... We're not going to fix this unless, like Luke said, we just either pry everyone's gun out of their cold dead hands or we subject these people to you know very intensive interviewing and psychological evaluation all right back to baghdad back in the basement where it all started it's luke scott and mike talking live the is it safe talk show we're available to you is it safe pod at gmail.com Today's show will be brought to you by three human beings who have given their time and energy to you for 67 episodes. Well, actually, there was a fourth for a while, too. Uh, shout out to Matt. Tribute to him. We miss you, Matt. Hope you're doing well out there. <laughs> actually, you guys probably you guys saw Matt on Sunday, right? You guys kicked off the, the softball season another year with Ian and the crew out there on Belle Isle. So sure. how's that going? How's Matt doing? Well, Matt's doing great. He's, uh, he's a real mensch. <laughs> Matt, no, Matt and uh, John Scott. Have, Matt and John Scott had phenomenal games. Uh, they they were raking. You still suck? You're still sucking? Come on, man. What the hell? No, no, we we beat the fucking shit. No, out but of you, I, you. Oh yeah, I sucked a little bit. A uh, ton of a ton of 400 foot flyouts for Luke. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that happened. Well, it was, oh, a, no, it was a it was a no fence field, so I. That was that was like literally my biggest disadvantage. I, I couldn't adjust and hit line drives like everybody else. Well, that'll happen sometimes, you know. You gotta uh, do the best was, you can. Just you I know. was getting under it. I was getting under it every time and wasn't trying to, but that's that's what happened, unfortunately. I was getting on oh. top of it every single time and it just dribbled in between infielders. Nope. So no, nope, they were good <laughs> solid. You're a lousy fucking softball player. I'll take he, it though. He is not a lousy softball player. Seeing seeing eye singles. All good. Seeing, seeing eye singles. That's the John Scott way right there. Just <laughs> John Scott was five drive. for six or six for seven. One of the two. Just, Great job, just doing, John Scott. Doing my best impression. Thank you. Thank well, you. My, my best impression of Miguel Cabrera, the, the winter of Miguel Cabrera's uh-huh. career. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, just given the fact that he could have taken two on like four of those hits. Uh, and he chose for a single. <laughs> <laughs> really? He chose Wait, an he easy, chose... easy glide into first. <laughs> he was already he was already half walking to first base when I was like I was like go. I was coaching first, <laughs> trying to get him to go to second. And he was like uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> and then he was doing some very loud uh, air guitar. Air guitar. Yeah, it's the new, uh, it's the new official dance move. The song is. What do we think of this? <laughs> I don't know what this is. Here it comes. You know what it is. 
Now you know this one. Man and Bobby Feather, the scooter, the barber, and the nuke. Oh my God. They knew them all from Boston to Dubuque, especially Willie, Mickey, and the Duke. Yeah, so it's Terry not, Cashman, man. I was going to say, it's not Randy Newman. It sounds no. very Newman-esque, yeah. It's well, Terry Cashman's made a living off of this. His whole career, Terry Cashman. And, of course, he did, like, an individual song for all the teams. Like, there's a Tigers one. and you know. He did an individual song for every team? Of course he did, because this is his whole career. It's all he's got, so, you know. I mean, listen, if this is all you got, but you get paid off of it, that's kind of amazing. Well, we don't know what his contract looks like. We don't know if he got screwed or, you know. I'm sure he awful. Did. I'm sure he got fucked well, over. There's when no was he making this shit? <laughs> like, this is just, from the 70s? Like, I want to say it's from yeah. the 70s. This, it might be <laughs> 80s. It 70, might be 80s. 80s. Uh, but let's take a look. 19. Uh, I'm seeing a lot of. See, this thing about Spotify, they have weird dates sometimes for albums that are yeah. not actually their release times. Something They're was incorrect. remastered or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mike, know. let me ask you this. Uh, since we're we're on the baseball subject, I just came across a lot of like Zach Granke stuff. <clears throat> and mm-hmm. I've decided that Zach Granke is my second favorite player next to Mickey Mantle of all time. What? Yes. <laughs> yes. Did, did he do something man. special? He is fucking, he's just a maniac. I love it. Yeah, he, but he's, he's a, a maniac bird. in the best way. Like, well, not in the best way. It just, it's the most real way that anybody has experienced like mental health issues on a major, like, you know, on the like national stage. Oh, yeah, he had like depression Nobody back in like 06. Yeah, but it's all been, it's so, comp- it's like out in the open. It's something he talks about. And how many people have done that? How many, like, how many fucking superstars that we've watched over the course of our lifetimes have never admitted to anything like that, mm-hmm. any vulnerability yeah. whatsoever? Exactly. I mean, it's no, it's I, incredible. I do. That's an interesting one. I, I, I like Zach Greinke for a lot of those reasons as well, because everything in sports is, just whitewashed it's just washed over it's the same reason you never hear of an athlete that's just openly atheist or openly socialist or whatever like everyone's got to cross their fucking sign of the cross when they're going over the plate yeah looking up thank you jesus no i mean where's the where's the high profile athlete that's like yeah jesus didn't do anything for me tonight like that was all me i was the one over five right or like Thank you, Schwarzenegger Jesus. says, uh, you can't be a self-made man. It's impossible. Yeah. This is the Tigers one. The Motor City team. Uh, the Motor same, City. Dude, this is the same Motor song. Oh, it's the same song. It's just different. the lyrics are different. Yes. Oh my God, that's incredible. He's going through the whole history. I think we're in the K-line years now. Charlie Maxwell Sunday Fun. Denny's year of 31. The sailing was great in 68 on the series boat talking baseball. Can you imagine being this guy's friend and having to listen to all his puns and tell him if they're good or not? He's like, okay, hold on a second. I got this one about him. Harvey Keen. Harvey Keen. Harvey Keen. I'm talking baseball. Wait, I think he takes it up to 06. Let's, let's go. We'll go around. Oh wow, Tiger Baseball guys. Rusty and old black Mike. 
Caesar seven hits in one. What would Mark the Bird have done? One oh, the bird had two slams in one game. Northrop was his name. Jim Northrop, two grand slams, one game. That's right. Northrop had two grandies. Mm-hmm. One game. Ooh, baby. Tigers have tradition. <laughs> oh, this, this is going to sound dated. Check this out. The no, this doesn't. In the fall. <laughs> New names join the old. Another team unfolds. They're a good bet with Morris and Chet. So let's play ball. I'm talking baseball. Uh, God, I don't even want to go to the lake. Oh, Lance Parrish. Yeah. What's he going to say about like the early odds? It's coming. That's why I wanted to get to because there's the last verse about <laughs> This is going to sound funny. Because I think he recorded it during that time because the Tigers were back. Talking Rob Deer. All right, here we go. Here we go. Yeah, Rob Deer. Tiger Baseball. I think this is a Bonnerman reference. I'm talking Oh, I guess it's over. Fuck me. Is this the old one? Yeah, this is. <laughs> yeah, this is what Tiger. That's a, that's exactly what Tiger's baseball sounded like between '90 and 2005. Just uh, re- refrain, just fading out. <sighs> Thank you, Jesus. Okay, well, sorry. There was actually a really good point about that. So, Zach Grinky, mental health, uh, players, and attributing everything yeah. to Christ. By the way, the, there was a whole hullabaloo. This is a. I think it's silly, but let's get into it because it leads us into this world anyways with Pride Month and the five Tampa Bay Ray players who didn't want to wear the pride patch that the team had created for them on the uniforms last Friday. And they said it was because it's not because we don't respect people's beliefs. It's just, you know, we have our own beliefs, but that doesn't mean we can't love them. In fact, (laughs) one of the players who got pissed about it, I have a friend who had an interaction with Nick Anderson, who was a relief pitcher for the Rays. He's been hurt lately, but he was... Really, really good. In fact, he was on the World Series team a couple years ago. He's a relevant player. <laughs> I want to pull it up because it's such a funny exchange where my friend Yancey, who's a huge Rays fan because he lives in Tampa. By the way, Yancey reviewed our show like a year and a half ago. So I don't know. Yancey, do you still listen? Are you still out there? Let's Let us know. Him, let, let's give him another another chance. I feel like yeah. we've, come, we've come a little ways. So, okay, here it is. So Yancey is uh, talking to Nick Anderson on Twitter because this is Nick Anderson's original post. It's astonishing to me how people don't understand that different beliefs exist. And because you have different beliefs, in no way, shape, or form does that mean you look down on that individual or think they are lesser. You can love everyone and have differing beliefs. Wow. That's... This was this was Yancey talking to That's... Nick? That's Nick Anderson's original post. So here's Yancey's comment. And there was like 280 comments on this, or like thousands of likes. So somehow Yancey stood out, which is great. One day, this is Yancey, one day your kids' kids will be combing through some digital archive and see that Grandpapa Nick was closed-minded and bigoted. Tough break. (laughs) Then Nick responds. This is great. So Nick responds. Oh, hell yeah. Nah. I really don't do much on social media because I think it's corrupted the world. He's on, this is literally on social media for the record. And you can, uh-huh. <laughs> and you can believe whatever, and you can believe whatever you want. Doesn't mean I think you're a bad person or we couldn't even be friends, but it feels like you have that feeling towards me. Who's closed minded now. That's Nick Anderson dropping the mic on Yancey. Hey, but Nick wait, Anderson, who's wasting their time Hoisted. now? 
<laughs> Hoisted <laughs> upon your own petard, Yance. <laughs> but wait, there's more. This one's a screamer. <laughs> Yancey's last comment is, thank you for giving me the permission to believe whatever I want, which includes me believing that you are a bad person. People do not choose to be gay, but you did choose to drive intoxicated and assault someone with a baseball bat. Look inward. No hey. response. No response to that one. <laughs> All got, opinions matter. I got. I got to say, uh, <laughs> I don't. I got to say that uh, one of those is coming off more baller than the other. Great job, Nancy. Because uh, I believe that is true. Nick Anderson had some trouble with the law there. So. Well, the fact that Nick Anderson. Uh, Drove drove just beyond the law, which is how I'm going to decide to describe <laughs> all DUIs from now on. You're a lousy he, fucking baseball player. He just he Nick drove Anderson. beyond he drove beyond the law, and then he he took the only tool he knew how to use was <laughs> a fucking yeah, baseball bat. I mean, <laughs> Sometimes that's what you got to do. So, anyways, that was a part of that. So, back to the whole point. These Rays players were offended that they had to wear the patch. They refused, and that story leaked out. <clears throat> there you go. And this is part of the discussion that I thought related to this corporatization and adoption to sell stuff by all these American corporations and all world multinational international corporations tweeting about pride month, having their avatars be, you know, the pride flag background, just like we went from the Ukraine colors. Now we're to the pride colors this month for all the corporations have officially switched over and uh, they supported Mm. their good people. They have nothing against anyone. No, their av- their avatars are their avatars are the the athletes, and I think there's actually a decent case to be made here that none of these fucking corporations should be like pushing any of this on the athletes, the yellow headbands or the pink headbands and all that for breast cancer month and all that. People generally accept it and just go with it, but they are shameless ploys by the you know whatever institution it is, MLB, NFL, NHL, whoever to to gain favor you know with or to curry favor from the from the public and and pretend to be the kinds of institutions that they're actually not which are pretty sick institutions of very very toxic masculinity and so in a weird way i i like side with both uh, the arguments of course are completely ridiculous you know it's not your fault they're they're coming out. They're coming out with an argument that's like a moral argument against something that's basically just a a casual corporate uh, kind of corporate directive. Just put this patch on your jacket. Put just put this patch on your jersey. And they're like, well, no, it uh, it infringes upon my religious belief. None of that fucking matter. They shouldn't actually be infringing upon anybody's uniform with this shit. It doesn't. That's not where you make the stand, I guess, as it were. So. I think in a way, I get why they're pissed. The fact that they came out and had to have this fucking ridiculous argument where they discuss their own religious beliefs is really, uh, it's really gross and and pretty like pretty childish. But, you know, it exposes people. It's almost like the patch that just exposes people. Well, they're, you know, these leagues are using their players as, 
you know, conduit to deliver what essentially is a branding message. It's just a fucking mm-hmm. brand. Correct. It's just a vapid branding message. And they're using their players as the delivery people. And Thank you, Jesus. I can under I can understand a I can understand a player. You don't have to agree with someone. They could be a Bible thumper and just say, hey, this runs kind of counter to how I feel and i just don't want to do it and that should be the end of the discussion but in today's society obviously you're not you know you're not uh staking your claim unless you act outraged and fucking bomb on people that don't want to wear a pride flag on their jersey but the whole point is that this is just another this is just symptomatic of what happens when the only real concern you have is generating capital and you take a fucking weak opportunity to capitalize on a symbol that none of these fucking owners even give a damn about, but it's just an opportunity again for them to brand themselves and uh, Mm -hmm. it fucking begins and ends there. Large corporations who have outsourced millions of jobs, who have cut the wages and healthcare benefits of their workers come into Washington, D.C., and then lecture the Congress about how we have to cut Social Security, cut Medicare, cut Medicaid. Well, maybe it's just time that they cut the compensation packages that they get. Yeah, Bernie! Yeah. If they... If Nick Anderson had just kind of shrugged it off and said, like, I'm not putting that fucking thing on my uniform and left it at that <clears throat> or just kept it, kept it, kept it at that rather than being part of this weird five person in group that decides to write something about their religious beliefs. It like it, <clears throat> it has this like dual effect of creating creating a weird in-group in the team which didn't need to exist at all until the corporation decided that they should all be wearing these fucking badges and it, this is know, america the, jack the mr i the mr i shit on fucking uniforms and this is the thing you can just take advantage of athletes because they're basically pretty stupid i mean they're this is not really that big of an insult i mean i think most of them would admit they're pretty <laughs> dumb athletes are pretty dumb and they don't they get involved in politics, but all, always in the dumbest possible way. Thank you, Jesus. Heavy Christian influence anything. in sports. Christian yeah, has Christianity has a massive influence in sports because Christianity go, is is the same as fucking sports. It is people like following the leader. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Don't question things, and uh, you believe in something greater than yourself because you're part of this team. Blah 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 blah. But also at the same time, if you go on Twitter, just look for an any athlete, any athlete that you're a fan of right now. It's going to say, believer of Christ, yep. uh, follower of Christ. It says this shit every time I'm going, because I, you know, oh, fantasy yeah, baseball, right. I do a fantasy baseball show, and I try to follow a lot of baseball players just in case I can connect with them, and maybe we can, I don't know, who knows, maybe we connect and we can interview one one day or something. I would try to build towards that. But every time I go to one, it's always in the bio. Christ, 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 Christ. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. So, oh yeah, <laughs> raise your. I mean, raise your hand loud and proud if you've Googled multiple times like irreligious athletes, athletes <laughs> that are atheists. There's just nothing there. You find some 
You find some kicker uh, that was on the Vikings in yeah. 2007 or something. How, how many gay, how Jesus many gays Christ are out there? Can't hit a curveball. Oh yeah, how many, how many gay athletes are out there? How many times have you googled uh, that? 12, and like 12%, now, all of a sudden, twelve percent of the athletes are gay. Yeah, well, twelve percent. Uh, like Ryan Nasib of the Raiders. Find, uh, he's gay a newer athletes. He's a newer gay one who came out for the Raiders. He was like, and he's a good player. He's he's not just Michael Sam was oh, this guy. Oh, and he's a good player. Who, he's a good well, player. <laughs> Michael Sam came out. He's Michael gay, Sam came but out of Missouri. He's very good at. He's very good at football. Right. Well, Michael Sam was a guy who came into Missouri like five, six, seven years ago. Yes. Remember that? And that was he was, big, was barely drafted. Around that. He was barely yes. drafted, but yep. he did. I don't know if he was a good enough player or not. I can't speak to that because he didn't he really a, get. Yeah, he was kind he of was on defensive, the line. though, right? He was a defensive mm-hmm. player. So was Ryan Nasib. Ryan Nasib's just like him. He's a defensive lineman, but he's from Syracuse. And he what he did is first he got into the league, showed he could play. And now he's coming out as gay. So maybe ah, that's see? the track, yeah. you know? It's like, well, I'm already here, and I've proven that I'm good. So now, if you cut me, you're gonna look. And the, actually, owners wouldn't give a fuck anyways. NFL owners would be like, we don't give a fuck. We can do whatever the fuck we want. Yeah, just wear this LGBTQIA badge, and everything will be fine. Well, Pride Month isn't during like, football season, so we'll never know what that's gonna oh, look like. Oh, that is like. true. That would, is true. I would love if Pride season, Pride. Holy they should fuck. move Pride Month to October or November. That would be so wonderful, and I'd like to see Honestly, how that plays out. Honestly, would be pretty interesting to see. It would be. Let's, I let's mean, see how these fucking athletes react to that shit. They got the easy outs. They've got veterans during November. That's too easy for them. NFL just you know jacks off to that all over the place. So we need something a little more challenging for the NFL. But point being is, I don't. I don't. Christianity in sports is never going to go away. It's always a part of the team atmosphere, and Christianity bumps heads with homosexuality even though a lot of people who claim to be christians end up being homosexual too which is always classic yeah. anybody who comes out hard this is a guaranteed rule of life in america if someone comes out hard against homosexuality nine times out of ten they are doing homosexual things at home and they hate themselves or they're trying to like hide it so greatly that you're not hiding it at all it's plainly obvious who you really are well, I, I believe that th- that's the underlying tragedy of the Aaron Hernandez story was that he was a closeted homosexual oh, that yeah. was just in. Is this alleged? Is this spec- speculation? No, 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 no. We <laughs> know this no. now. We know this no. now. Really? Yeah, the inside. That's a good. Wow. Have you, did you see that inside the mind of a killer or whatever the hell that's called? Came I saw a, it, yeah. A couple of years ago. I Netflix? mean, that, that's. I can't remember where the, it was, but. That, yeah, that's that sounded, the not that sounded so, really stupid, so I didn't bother. No, I mean it was it was just kidding. Go ahead. It was a fine. I thought watch. it was great, and that yeah, was the not, was not so subtle subtext of all that was that he was a repressed gay man who was a star in the NFL, and it's not your fault. And it wasn't his fault. He had a fucked up, fucked up upbringing with a fucked up dad and mom, and just tried to mask his identity with being like some wannabe gangbanger and just inhabited that identity and fucking rode off with it. Uh, these, but These more or less masculine tropes that are traditionally kind of yeah. anti-gay or... I give you more the buddy Christ. Yeah, that's, that's fucking sad. It's super fucking sad. Yeah, yeah Darren Hernandez story is hella sad. That's a good call on I your part, Scott. That You're now. Wise, I man. just did not. 
I think maybe the title of that was really stupid. The title should have just been Aaron Hernandez, the inside yeah, story. Maybe or that what turned you off. Well, like Christ inside the mind of a killer. Give us the willies. He came to help us out. Because it goes against <laughs> it's at cross purposes with its point, which is that he's not a killer, he's a he's a tortured person who killed. It's a little bit different. I mean, he is a killer, I guess it is the definition, but it's not Journey like to the mind of a psychopath killer. Well, every single fucking movie on Netflix is about serial killers, so you automatically assume, oh, and true, true, true crime, 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 more true crime, more true crime, more true crime, coming uh, in my face for true crime. Also, also, I made a comment about, you know, let's see how those athletes deal with that. And that goes across purposes with what I was saying earlier, which is that these corporations are just pushing these stupid branding opportunities on their athletes and they're using their athletes as pure avatars they're they are their work but i got the connection their workhorses going out there playing a fucking game stop putting politics on them and and take the goddamn military out of all sports while you're at it please Uh oh take them out of the goddamn fucking stadium thank you jesus i gotta tell you ridiculous is it did either one of you guys ever see uh, Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk, which is well, a dubious title for a movie, I admit. But actually, I'm glad I saw it. It's a good film. I don't know Wait who that to, is. That's a, I think it's an Ang Lee film. Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk came out a couple years ago, four years, five years ago. And it's basically I only watched about these... Ang Lee when I had to, when he was like in the Oscar talk. Or oh, well, it's a rare... Chris Tucker's in the movie. Chris Tucker doesn't he, have a lot of roles. So it's a Hulk. rare... Recent sighting of Chris Tucker in a film, which I appreciate. And uh, it's basically about this troop who comes back during the Iraq War. It's, so it's based in 2004. And they come back to the halftime of the Cowboys game on Thanksgiving Day, which is a huge deal. Dallas Cowboys, Thanksgiving Day, they play on that day. And you get uh, shit-faced while you watch the team and eat your turkey and fall asleep. Meanwhile, these guys are going through all this horrible shit that's happening to them, but they're being celebrated at halftime with Beyonce performing, but then they're supposed to be in the show. And these guys are like the whole time they're thinking about how stupid it is and all the horrible shit that they just experienced because it was some really horrid shit. I strongly recommend Billy Lynn's halftime walk. Sorry, Billy Lynn's long halftime walk. I keep forgetting that part of the title is important. (laughs) This is amazing. He's the only, he's one of the only major major director like global globally recognized directors that just puts out movies that i haven't heard of in like 10 years not that that's the metric but like i think most people have never fucking heard of this movie i don't even did it even go to theaters maybe it did limited limited run probably it came out big it had a big run it had a big run but it totally bombed out it was kind of like a bomb i guess so well it's the dumbest title america is the greatest country in the world stop it what? Billy Lynn's you long. Walk. You guys don't want to go see Billy Lynn's long halftime walk? <laughs> it's, it's supposed to be amazing. Well, I saw the poster. It looks like a very sad soldier, and then no half. T- I don't understand what the fuck's going on. <laughs> wow, dude! It's bad. I get, I mean, it, it's, I get it though. I'm gl- I'm glad that somebody's. I hope he's making the point that I'm trying to make, but it's yeah. totally making that point. That's why you should see it because you'd be like, I "Oh, will. this is good. I this will. is well done." So I don't want to give it away. I'll, I'll I don't want to ruin together, it for man. anybody. Yeah. T- titling for movies is just like uh, covers for books. 
Billy Lynn did something and then had to go to a football game and felt depressed about it while he met a hot girl and had smoked a bowl in the stands underneath the stadium at halftime. Is that a better title? Uh, you just That's pretty good. You just made that up? That was off the top of the head? Yeah, I mean, I just kind of broke down a few parts of the movie. But that's, off, yeah. that's off the dome. I like it. Can you say I, I why that America one. is the greatest country in the world? Uh, <laughs> I'd like to take this moment. Huge bomb, so, actually. It was a huge bomb. I'm tolling. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Massive anyway, so. bomb. Massive, a, massive bomb. I Totals. mean, it's surprising. It's surprising given that he had Chris Tucker and Vin Diesel in it and Steve Martin. Yeah, Steve Martin. Okay, so I got to say this, this too. This is it's really blowing me away. That Steve Martin, all, I know. This was a loser at the box office. How Steve Martin possible? shows up in this movie. Steve Martin basically plays Jerry Jones. He's the Jerry Jones. He's the owner of the team. It's wild, man. It's It's... it's Really oh wild. God. It's a weird watch. I, I strongly recommend both of you guys check this one out. If Steve Scott, Martin blows his go own to the library. brains out, I, I will guarantee watch the it. library has this one. All right. I'm on it. All right. Cool. I want to get some feedback. Uh, can we switch that into then uh, the Bernie Sanders talk? Because Luke thinks oh, sure. Bernie Sanders should run for president again. Uh, the Jacobin. Jacobin strikes again. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I like the, I mean, the pronunciation. <laughs> that's tight. Jacobin. 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 It's like Bobin. Jacobin. Jacobin. Yeah. If Bernie Sanders runs in 2024, he's just going to get swallowed up by the same fucking party politics he, he got swallowed up by last time. I don't want to go through that again. Did you read the article or no? I did read the article. Yes, I actually you did. did. You I, did. I mean, as soon as you, or as soon as I read the text, I clicked on it right away. They broke down all this shit about how Biden's failures are happening and what happened with Trump and what's going on with Trump. And it's very real and yada, yada, yada. So at that point, I'm just like, it doesn't matter what this guy says to me. I assume it was a man, a woman. I don't know who wrote it, but it's I don't see how he can pull it off because I would love it. I would be thrilled if that was a reality. But there you go. how can you stop the party? Well, I think one one way in which it's difficult to approach this is first of all, it's a hypothetical. Obviously, it's that would be the rarest of circumstances. Biden is going to uh, he's going to weekend Bernie himself all the way through the goddamn uh, the halls of Congress. He's going to be in a motorized casket, and he will find his way. <laughs> it's just not your to, fault. That's how much, but that's how much the Democratic Party is willing to like defeat the the left and defeat Bernie, defeat progressives, defeat progressive right. issues. They'd rather the, they'd rather Republicans win. They're putting more money into fighting the left than they are fighting the right. That says a lot. I mean, that shit is that's insane. That is absolutely we are brothers, man. Ridiculous. But one one thing I wanted to say real quick is just that yeah, I know it's it's basically a it's a hoop dream. I would love to see it. It would be fucking amazing if he ran. And one reason I think that it's literally possible is that ageism is is discrimination and some people show signs of decline and some people don't. He is not showing signs of decline and I think within the last month I think he just threw a strike from uh from the pitcher's mound at a at a like minor <laughs> league baseball game. Uh, this is not a guy well, I'm not that's about showing. That. I'm not worried this, about that at all. No, no, I know. I'm just, I'm, I'm like ticking off. I'm trying to tick off some of the boxes. So that's one thing. But the other is that 
there there's a kind of ambient there's an ambient noise here that this is it would be pointless to even try now if if the situation was correct i i even hate this because i i would rather say just fucking who cares i don't care who's running just run against them and drain their fucking votes and show them that we've got power yeah but if it if it was that kind of situation he could easily run and he could easily fucking win there really isn't a lot left to argue there he's he's the only person that's been on the side of everybody that's been disappointed in this administration and Biden is Biden is just sleepwalking capitalism into into its grave. At least I hope. But yeah, you're hoping you there. Know, That's he's a lot of fucking hope, buddy. So, he's somnambulant at best. <laughs> no, That's the just, only way to, it's like the, the article way points to justify out. anything he's saying. Scott, did you read the article? Yeah. Well, the article points out, as you know, and you can respond to this, that. It's all lining up for Trump rather easily now. It looks that. Mm-hmm. It looks pretty Which, fucking easy. And under every metric, Biden loses to Trump. Every single of course. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he's he's not trash. to mention and, but, all of the like five losers they've got behind him. Buttigieg. But it's like you always say. Kamala it's like Harris. you always say though. No, though, yeah, they're all trash. He, he rips on Elizabeth Warren in the article too. She's pointless. She can't do it. There is. No way, though, that they would acquiesce to this side because they'd rather have the right because they're neocons. They're neoliberals. They all are. So you've talked about this a million times on the show, Luke. You know, they would rather have, I mean, not Trump. They think Trump is not that, but he basically does what they do. He's just a brash, loud, oozing pussor that looks a little bit gross, (laughs) but he still is the same innards. You know, he's still made of the same pus that other zits are made of. But he's it just looks a little bit more white, like it's a bigger white head. That's it, or a uh, black head. I don't know. Oh God, damn it! Or an Stop. orange head, if you will. Stop it! Stop it! That Come on, Scott, give me your thoughts. Tell me, disgusting. I want to hear what Scott says because Scott's the rational human being here. I don't. I mean, it's got to be one. I would. I'd be hard as a rock if Bernie headed in for another run but he would be elected as an 83 year old man i mean i know the old age i i know but jesus Lawrence nightingale over here play a little defense well first first off biden's not snappy biden's not gonna get out of the way none of this is this is all a pipe dream this is all just (laughs) ruffling our feathers for for no reason i do i don't understand though in this article like See, I don't understand these people, taxi drivers, and these people that live in abject poverty. In why are these people Trumpers? Like, is it just his language? Like, no, no, this, no. this, this woman who's like Biden, in yeah. her view, had done nothing for the people. Okay, I would agree with that. Uh, she's like, things were good under Trump. We got what's all this focus on stimulus checks? Like, Satan. Or Bernie or anyone in between could have been president in 2020. We were getting stimulus checks. I hate this. Maybe hey, not, hey, 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 what not. is going on here? Maybe not. Maybe not with Biden. Maybe not with Biden. It's entirely I, possible that if Biden or Hillary Clinton was in office, that that would have never fucking happened. Because their, their, I, entire, you... their entire worldview is based around everybody uh, suffering through their the, the downsides of their own decisions. I mean, yeah, but the pandemic that wasn't a that wasn't a decision. You're 
Your your microphone's muted, Luke. Can't hear you. Uh-oh. Uh-uh. <laughs> I tried to be your friend, and what do you do? You fucked me. You fucked us. At any rate... Luke's looking at us with confusion. Yeah, go ahead, Scott. Um, what, where, where the fuck were we? I'm off now. Thank you, Jesus! Anyway, yeah. Bernie, run, but Biden's not going to get out of the way for that. Um, and... It's a pipe dream. I'm not going to get excited about it. I just, uh, I'm going to take the same tax as before. (laughs) (laughs) The the primary is mildly exciting to me. And then when 2024 rolls around, just fucking wake me up and let me know what party idiot I'm voting for. And I'm sure it's going to be, I'm going to have to go. Can you imagine how depressing that's going to be to have to march your fucking ass back to the polls in two years and vote for this dipshit again but there's two types of smarts book smarts which waved bye-bye to you long ago and there's street smart <laughs> the ability to read people mm-hmm. that's right that's what bernie's got so either way uh luke's still muted and he's looking at things with that that's a scary look right there wow that's frightening i will say this that I would come in my pants for Bernie too, Scott. I'm right there with you. You know that. You know mm-hmm. I get down. But once I, well, I saw what I saw in the primaries of 2020 leading up to Biden being the eventual candidate, the whole party coalesced behind him. Truly, everyone mm-hmm. stepped aside. They sacrificed themselves. Buttigieg warned everybody. Uh, Klobuchar, they all sacrificed themselves to make sure Bernie didn't get the nomination and give it to Biden, which was just a horrendous mistake of all mistakes. But at the same time, I'm kind of glad because if Bernie would have been saddled with this economic mess, this was happening no matter what. And let's make that clear too. This economic mess was coming Mm -hmm. no matter what because of the policies that were set forth by Trump's administration and the whole government's not, it's not just Trump. I mean, he leads the way he's played a big part in it, but everybody who had a hand in all the shit, the massive tax cut being the beginning of that in 2017. That's what people don't seem to understand or they don't want to understand because it doesn't fit their narrative that politics isn't happening in real time, like every second as it goes. I mean, whatever's happening is usually the result of a decision or a set of decision or policies that went through a year ago or four years ago or 50 fucking years ago. It, it, it's mm-hmm. it's so stupid. There's th- This figurehead president just plays an outsized role when things are great and things are bad. And because people are small-minded, they just, it's an easy target to point to and say, this person made everything great. Everything was great under Trump and we could live free and freedom and we got money. <laughs> and, uh, that has, it's uh, just, what the hell does Trump really have to do? do with that Not i award wrong. you no points and may god have mercy on your soul yep it's all trash man i don't know i just have no faith in anyone being able to break through what is clearly a stronghold for a party that is its own worst enemy and is almost at the lowest point it's been in my lifetime and i technically was alive when jimmy carter was wrapping up his presidency and handing it over to Reagan. A lot of people say that was a lower point for the Democrats in that early 80s period. But I think we're past that now. And I'm not a fan of the Democrats. I'm not a fan of the Republicans. If you know me, you know that I'm just a fan of reason and um, 
equality and equity and opportunity and hope and changes no. and a massive blow. <laughs> yeah, I want it. I want a massive, massive, also destruction of the whole thing. I would love to see the whole thing come down and we could just start fresh. But uh, the main you know, thing. Oh, I, I like money. <laughs> just like uh, Luke said, athletes are stupid. Just, just people are dumb. And Bernie's, Bernie's, uh, the most positive thing having Bernie in the race would do is keeping those common sense dialogues front and center. That's something China. that it's just something that isn't there when you have all these party idiots that are all up their own asses, just speaking in tongues, uh, and, you know, someone like Bernie just comes in and, and says the easy shit that people can understand, like my mom, you know, like we've talked about money. this on the we've talked about this on the show plenty of times. It's just people need someone to speak very clearly to them because they don't get it or they feel like they don't understand it. And the political spectrum is just this this, you know, Byzantine thing that uh, people like my parents don't feel like they have any say in and it doesn't have to be that way, but no one speaks to them like human beings. And that's, that what, is bullshit. Bernie, that's what Bernie brought to, you know, politics, I believe from the left is just clarity. And China. Yeah. We're not, we're not getting that with, with Joe. Yeah, that's a buzzkill. What else can I say? But I think we've pretty much covered all this in detail. I would love for it to happen. If it doesn't happen, I'm not surprised whatsoever. If it does happen, it's actually kind of shocking. Right, Luke? Uh, gun control rights? Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one to end on, Luke. Well said. You are a wizard with words, and we appreciate your input here on the Is It Safe talk show. I built a net worth of more than $10 billion. I have a great, great company. China. I employ thousands of people. China. And people. And people love that shit because people are aspirational dipshits living yes. in a <laughs> c corrupt capitalist system where just if I if you can't catch a football, that's why we love athletes. We love these fucking egotistical politicians because we secretly deep down in the darkest recesses of our soul. We want to be these people so bad. I can we say 100 percent. I do not want to be these people. I'm serious. I'm very serious. Average, yeah, no, neither. None of us do. But the average idiot does the average. You are fake news. Reality TV watching boner can't. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. China, you, be, you are fake you news. China, you, you are fake news. China, you, you are Musk, fake news. Uh, flying, flying to private islands, having no friends except for the ones. Yeah, these Teslas are going to buy them shit. And then uh, dating somebody like Amber Heard after her divorce from Johnny Depp. <laughs> it does seem <laughs> it does seem like uh, it's a life that we all want, is it not? I mean. What does this Dude, guy do, do with his time? He just sits around, eats better food, and and sits in more comfortable fucking hotel rooms. I have I mean, that, to. That's every, what a billion dollars gives you, right? Every time I pass by, I drive by a Tesla. I have to peek in and just see what kind of finance bro or tech idiot or aspirational douchebag is behind the wheel. Every time I walk by one, I have to key it. <laughs>
Wow. Okay. Well, there it is. So, you hey. know, one thing that's actually funny to me is how much they don't realize they're just pissing fucking regular people off just by being there and parking their fucking fancy ass car. Like, if they didn't have a if they didn't have a parking garage that had cameras in it, those things would be carved the fuck up every day. And you want me to change? Fuck you. Yeah. How much is oh, please introductory Tesla? Like honestly, that's the new Banksy right know. there. Yeah, yeah, eighty grand. Yeah, I really have no idea. I, I hear it's I expensive. Started, I've heard a few things like about it. So. They started like I think fifty-one is what the M3 or M1 was, but that was like that's the consumer model. So you know, <laughs> it's gonna you're gonna you're gonna have all the cool shit, but it's gonna be dial-up instead of regular fucking internet. So oh well, Tesla's got a big problem on their hands too with the uh, their internal. Computer system within there, the software has been slamming on the brakes blowing prematurely, up. and it, yeah. it's like a Cars have whole been recall up and thing. Killing people. It's a whole yeah. recall. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but I can actually I yeah. can confirm that the brake system has been slamming on the brakes unnecessarily, thinking there's something in front of it when people are merging on from the freeway to the side and shit like that. And Musk has laid low on this recently. That is bullshit. I agree, it is bullshit. I'm with you. I, I don't. I really. Well, all, all I know already, is that he's already a Tesla. That's he's a fully operational Tesla that like created the company, just named after him or his. Too creator. many cooks. I think yeah, he. I think he named the company after his creator, which was Geppetto, but Tesla, and the real boy <laughs> is Elon. Geppetto. Yeah. Did you exactly. say you said Geppetto just now? Didn't you? Yeah, I said he's he's the he's the Geppetto. Tesla is the Geppetto. We just don't know who Tesla is. Tesla created Elon Musk. Uh, made him into a real boy, mm. and Elon does not understand how uh, real bodies uh, can be killed. Uh, actually, he does because he was part of a diamond mine family, right? So. Hey, little Geppetto here from Belly. Go back to the '90s. Love this album. This is one of the first albums I ever had with my uh, BMG8 Belly's Scar their most popular song not being Geppetto of course gotta love that voice Tanya Donnelly oh yeah I'm totally oh, yeah. down I love Tanya always love Tanya Donnelly she's fantastic she was a part of the uh, the throwing muses before she started Bella I expect John would say something by now I'm surprised not a belly guy John <laughs> yo Oh, he's pounding seeds. That's what it is. He's fucking pounding those brains. I'm, I'm busy eating sunflower seeds. <laughs> <laughs> of course, this was the big hit of the uh, the 90s. This was a video and everything at MTV. This was a big hit, I think. I wonder how much if they, if they made a couple bucks off this one. Because this is a, used to be one of my favorite songs ever. Feed the Tree. It's a good one. That is bullshit. It's not bullshit. It's, good. it's a good song. Uh, okay, now I'm stuck in a belly moment here. Sorry, guys. Ruined show. I gotta get to the chorus, though. I'm not gonna turn it off till we hit the chorus. Sorry. Good job, Billy. Thanks for that. Uh, we got to get to the emails we, here. 
So. I think we all wished that we had girlfriends that sang in bands and <laughs> yeah. exactly like that. Yeah, I think, played I, either bass or keyboard, definitely. I've I've got a I still have a weird Dolores or a Rudin mm-hmm. fantasy crush. I mean, it's real God. sad because I want to fit in. Yeah, she was. Well, that could have been you, dude. So, you could have saved she her. Was so so beautiful and so great. Also, I still have a Gwen Stefani one, but until I've made a huge like, mistake. Fucking hip hop and country and shit. Yeah, that's true. That, really, that really bummed me. I never out got so that one. Bad. I'm grateful that I never got into that so one. Bad. Even during the No Doubt Scott yes. days, I wasn't even into it. that. I, I liked the band, but I lucked out. So yeah, you did. Because nice the road she went down, total trash. <laughs> hey, now she's total married to Blake trash. Shelton. It's just like yes. But this, that's the American way, man. That's what happens in this country. You just get caught it up. In that whole damn thing, and it's a lot Dude, of she fun. She went full Don't nine eleven. Guy. She went full nine eleven. Her punk rock uh, career. This is she America, Jack. Straight. She might as well be married to Toby Keith. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, you're right. She's she hasn't done a duet with Toby Keith yet. It's a shocker. We're still waiting for that Gwen <laughs> Stefani Toby Keith duet on the uh, Red Solo it. Cup follow up. It'll be a, a mash of Red Solo Cup and uh, Holla Back. Yeah. Red Silver yes. Cup, and a holla back up. All right, let's get into the emails here. We got one from Brian, who always emails the show with regular love, compassion, and enjoyment. Also, sometimes he's angry. You know, we found out how pissed he is in the mornings. We learned all about that. <laughs> and if you want to be like caffeine, Brian, you know, just yeah, like that's all it caffeine. is. A quick fix, a quick fix there. If you want to be like Brian, email the show. Is it safe pod at gmail.com. Is it safepod at gmail.com? I believe that's correct. Safe pod talk show team. Mike loved the teenage fan club needle drop as a precursor to the Cinema 9 pod episode. That's true. Brian came on the Cinema 9 show right after we recorded last week's show. And the teenage fan club was a big part of the movie we did, Young Adult. So that's why it was in my mind. Uh, The movie did not hold up. For uh, Spoiler alert for those of you that didn't catch the episode with Brian, but which you can watch. On YouTube, cinema. You can go youtube.com slash cinema nine pod or listen to it on your favorite podcast platform, cinema nine pod. Brian did have some audio trouble though, and mm, I feel terrible it about was that okay. because no, it didn't sound it, it didn't sound that bad. Uh, I want. Oh to, really? I want. Yeah. No, I want to like as a listener. It sounded. It sounded fine. Like I've I've been there where it's it's not what you want, but it's not. That's okay because so many of the podcasts I listen to are the sound is terrible and some weeks our sound fucking sucks. You uh, are his, fake. His news. sound was fine. And uh he also is is too smart and and fun to listen to to fucking miss it. So everybody wow, should listen to it dude. And it was a it was a great episode. It was a great episode. Loved it. Wow. Well shit. Okay, wow, dude. Uh a little bridge between pod shows. Hope the audio isn't too terrible. Well, there you go. Uh, Luke just vouched for you, Brian, so they, you're off the hook. Mm-hmm. I don't know 100%. if Luke is the go-to expert on audio, but... Uh, I'm the go-to I'm glad expert that- on listening to audio because I've got my goddamn <laughs> headphones on all fucking day, and I listen to, like, I listen to probably 10 pod episodes a day, so... Well, that yes. is validation, boyo. Yes. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about that. Uh, Bruce Dern is my all-time favorite character actor. Ah. From mm-hmm. Black Sunday... I've only saw Black Sunday last year. I'd never seen it before. Yeah, I enjoyed it. From Black Sunday to the Burbs to Digstown to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, his career is unparalleled as the other guy who was awesome in that awesome movie. (laughs) (laughs) I love Bruce Dern. 
I think everybody on this show loves Bruce Dern. There's no reason not to. About a nine on the tension scale. Well, can road. I can so, I ask can I ask right off the bat if this is if that's kind of the end of the Bruce Dern comment? Uh, Brian, have you seen Driver? I wish he was here to oh, respond. I wish he was too. I kind of expected a response there for a second. <laughs> I have never well, seen but, Driver. But he is he is also that amazing guy that was in that movie with that other amazing guy. It was, uh, it's Ryan O'Neal plays Driver. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has no name. It's one of those kind of classic, uh, a little bit of a countercultural uh, type phenomenon. But that movie is, it's probably, it, it is probably one of the best, uh, it's one of the best car chase movies. Oh, Baby Driver was based off of it. So if you're wondering, oh. my reference point, uh, Baby Driver was based off of it. Uh, but yes, Bruce Dern plays the, plays the, the, I don't even know what you call it. Uh, just the, 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 the cop that's got like the pockets hanging out of his pants. Uh, he, you know, maybe he drinks too much. He's a little too aggressive. Anyhow. Yeah. Bruce Dern. Bruce Dern is the guy that's after him. It's a game of one-upsmanship, and it's fantastic. Some of the best okay. driving scenes in the world. Yeah, that's a, it's funny you mentioned that movie. That's been on my trying to find at the library list for a while. That's the same guy that directed The Warriors. That's right. Really? Walter Hill. Oh, Walter Hill, Hill. yeah. 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 Right. Okay, well, shit. Big ups to Bruce Dern, yeah. Bruce I, I assume Brian's seen it, but if he hasn't, gotta. For some reason, a sweet hitchhiker. <laughs> a sweet hitchhiker! That's a stupid song. I never liked this song at all. For some reason, you mentioned Driver, and Sweet Hitchhiker popped in my brain. I had the CCR uh, Chronicle, which was like 20 of the greatest songs CCR ever did yeah, when I was a kid. <laughs> totally introduced me to CCR. I loved CCR. It was the most important. In fact, CCR at a time in my life was like my favorite band. It really was. Then you learn about a lot about John Fogarty and he's a scumbag. And, you know, it bums out a little bit, but the music still is hey, wonderful. Is he, what kind of scumbag is oh, he? Well, he just, you know, his own brother died of AIDS and kind of left him there on his deathbed, broke and penniless, because that's the kind of asshole he is. I actually read a biography Dear God. Uh, about John Fogarty <laughs> a couple of years back. It was really interesting. I definitely enjoyed it, but what I can tell you is that he's kind of a dick. But, you know, that happens. His ego's probably out of this world. He's the fucking lead singer of CCR. And that's what led to the CCR Revisited, because they have that, like, separate thing, and the whole band could never get back together. But that's a side point. Driver's a movie I will have to check out. Bruce Stern is one of my all-time favorites. I fucking love him. About a nine on the tension scale, Rube. It's a great call, Brian. Brian has one final comment in his email. It says, in response to the tragic misstep that is winning time, what is the talk show's favorite sports movie? Ooh. That's always oh, a tough that's one a good to answer. One. I'll go right from, right from my just childhood. My favorite sports movie that I had seen. This, this isn't necessarily an objective sports movie comment. I, I think maybe maybe like any given Sunday might kind of fit there because it's just it's so insane. But Pistol was my favorite movie as a kid about Pistol Pete Maverick. I don't think it's it's probably a terrible movie. I haven't seen it in twenty five <laughs> thirty. 35 years I, I have no idea how long it's been but i loved i just i loved it but now that i'm thinking about it it is a it's a white kid being better at basketball than all the black kids uh 
That's a little fucked up. Uh-oh. Oh, some of the some of the artwork on the on these DVD the DVD artwork works absolutely insane. <laughs> above the rim, very, like, above the like, rim was another one I loved, you know, but that you know different, slightly different. I was always uh, my my earliest one was Major League for sure. Yeah, I was just gonna say that's just gonna say that. Oh, why was I just thinking? It's I was become thinking a, basketball because he said winning time. I was just like stuck. It's become a cliche, but Hoop yeah. Dreams is Hoop Dreams a sport, sports movie or is that a documentary? It's a documentary, yeah. but it's yeah, a sports movie. Yeah. Fuck you, Joe. Maybe I do it myself. Exactly. Doing a cliche now, but it's so good. Serious sports movies Major League. In comedic sports movies, right? So, I mean, like, I love The Wrestler, if that's a sports movie. I don't call that a sports movie. I really don't. I love the movie, okay. but I don't, I, I just don't, I think sports, uh, wrestling is entertainment to me. I just don't call it a yeah. sport. The Fighter? Although is sports the, is entertainment. Is The Fighter or Raging Yeah. Yes. Movie? I mean, boxing I is a corrupt fucking sport, but it's what a sport. What about Digstown? Mike, what sure. about Digstown? Yeah, is I mean, it's about movie? boxing. All right, that's the one. Uh, not for me. I'd, or Major League. Major League is everyone's favorite, and it should be for a reason because it's just so fucking good. It's flows. You know it's because funny. Sports, it's fast paced. The, the sports are front and center too, and the sports are absolutely fucking believable. It is like they are in that yeah. fucking stadium. Charlie like, Sheen could throw eighty plus miles an hour. They did that. He could. He could throw eighty. Dude, how did they film that shit? Did they actually? They must have had. They must have had everybody in the stands for that when they did it. It's they had like a, a Sergio Leone version of sports movies, because you know how you know he did, how he did like Good, Bad, and the Ugly, and and all those like spaghetti westerns. Is he would put like signs up, uh, pay five dollars to be in this movie, and people yeah. would pay money to be in the fucking movie, and he would get thousands upon thousands of people to be extras. That's why, and that's how they because he couldn't afford extras, so it's like be in a movie. Here's like give us five bucks, be in a movie. Yeah, that's a smart call. You're trying to say Jesus it's Christ can't hit a curveball. They actually I think filmed that's how they did Major the, League, dude. It's incredible. Yeah, what's funny is that they used Milwaukee County Stadium, not in Cleveland, <laughs> which is weird because it's so close to Cleveland. But they didn't film it in Cleveland. They used the Brewers Stadium, which stood in for the original Cleveland <laughs> Dumper, known as uh, Memorial Stadium, one of the biggest shitholes on the lake. Yeah, the mistake by the lake before uh, what is currently the biggest shithole in all sports, which is Oakland Alameda Coliseum in California. Uh, absolute <laughs> sewers run wild through the tunnels and the locker rooms. Yeah, it's just fucking shit hole. Which brings but, me uh, to uh, one of my... I have a soft spot for Moneyball. I don't know why. I just love that movie. Moneyball it's solid. It's yeah. A, yeah, it's not bad. This is a I late mean, 21st century uh, sports movies are all pretty bad, but that one's sports right. movies. You know, I love it's sports, a so movie I, and it's not about sports. I'm surprised no one's mentioned Hoosiers, <laughs> but I'm not. A, I don't love Hoosiers like everyone else does. Ooh, but Hoosiers has always that's been a, that's an actual sports movie, though. So you know, totally, it's Gene Hackman. That's, yeah, that's our a, boy that's Gene on the list. You know, it's somewhere. not mine. Mine. I love Major League. Always did. I also have always loved 1991s. <laughs> necessary roughness scott bacula yes. sinbad it's about a oh, stupid yes. ass football team that is just total trash hector elizondo's the coach and fucking the man himself robert Loja's the defensive coordinator it's fucking great i love the cast oh my god and i've because he'd rip their heads off and take a times. shit on their neck <laughs> that's right yeah i've seen that movie a billion times i love that movie personal favorite of mine always going to be great uh i wonder I watch this movie a lot, but I don't know if I love it now. 
The Scout was a big bomb for Albert Brooks with Brendan Fraser. And that was about Albert Brooks discovering Steve Nebraska, played by Brendan Fraser. And the Yankees were heavily involved in that movie. They let the Yankees uh, use their whole, the pinstripes. Like it was, Yankee Stadium was used. George Steinbrenner was in the movie. So they obviously had like a whole, Albert Brooks pulled a lot of strings on that, but. It was kind of shit it's on, but I watched it as same. a kid a lot. So, <laughs> isn't that the same as like Lockheed Martin, uh, basically consulting on Top Gun Maverick? <laughs> oh sure, uh, it's actually funny. We're, you got we're talking Steinbrenner. Sport. You got Steinbrenner, Steinbrenner in a movie with like. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. You're right. Oh my god, yeah. It's actually a good joke. that we're mentioning this now because there's a new sports movie coming out with Adam Sandler called Hustle. That. And Uh-oh. I actually am uh, I'm interested in this one. And apparently the Philadelphia 76ers were heavily involved and they let a lot of their resources be used. The movie's based in Philly. Also has real NBA players, like one of the best young players in the game today, Anthony Edwards from the Timberwolves. Yep. And uh, the guy... Hey, the guy, Boban. <laughs> Boban Marvera. Is he on it? I mean, LeBron yeah. James is producing this and he has a cameo in this too. So it's heavily... It's got a lot of NBA shit in it. I don't know if it's going to be good or not, but uh, it's got Steve, what's you know. his face from uh, ESPN? Steve, what? Steve Levy? Uh, the the, Steve. the bald, the 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 small bald black guy, the Steve something or other. The uh, small bald black guy, yeah, Steve yeah. something or other. I don't watch ESPN at all no, anymore, he's, he's so I don't even know who's on the, there. No, no, commentator on like CBS or something. He's one of those guys. <laughs> Come on, you know, man! I'm lost. The now, dude. You're not giving me enough information. So yeah, you're letting uh, you're you're, uh, you're letting me out in the out in the waves. No, I just now. don't have any. I don't have anything. I don't have anything <laughs> to talking with you. Talking Stephen A. Wow, oh, Stephen A. Smith. Oh, Pete. he's not bald. He's not always. He's got hair. No, he's totally bald in this. Oh wait. Oh, he's bald in the movie. Him. I mean, he's it's had hair him. a lot. So never mind. Hold on. The ball threw him. me for a loop there. No, it can't be him. Anyways, somebody. I got to read this other email because then uh, got to be done by seven here. We're almost out of time. I want to make sure we get it in. But let me know about that follow-up on Hustle, which is a new movie that should be coming out soon. This email is from Mr. Pink. And remember, if you want to be like Mr. Pink, it's a safe pod at gmail.com. It's titled, I Got Nothing. So I don't know how involved this will be. Um, yeah, I know. I don't have much today, boys. Wait, do you identify as males? <laughs> Are you actual? Oh, boy. Are you actual males? Whatever. I don't care to get into that today. Just wanted to drop a note to say that I'm eager to hear this week's show. Have a good one, Mr. Pink. Nothing's good. Hey, I just watched Cool Hand Luke. Uh, speaking about nothing, we need some Cool Hand Luke drops. There's some real good ones. When, okay. the, when the heavy, who's the prison heavy that like falls in love with him? His name's Dragline. I don't know who he actually is in real life. But he falls in love with Luke, and we have to get some good. There's some good, like, oh, that's my boy, Luke. Oh, that's my big, that's my big, that's my big beautiful boy. We need that's some of those point. drops. Every time Luke got something, yeah. all of the all of the cool hand Luke drops we oh, need, like, are gonna come from the character Dragline because he's obsessed. He's obsessed with Luke. It's and, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. He's got Bring some it. real. He's got some real good show. <laughs> hey, man. I've written it down. Cool. Cool hand, Luke. Some, sometimes nothing can be a real cool hand. That's where it comes from. <laughs> hey, as they're playing poker and Luke, Luke's just like blowing all of his oh cash, blu- bluffing the shit out of somebody. He wins Luke, bluffing, and they're Luke. like, you, bl- "You bluff," and he's like, "You got, you got nothing." Sometimes nothing can be a real cool hand. <laughs> cool hand, Luke. Oh my baby boy, Luke. Look at him. 
That is a noble cause. That's great. I wrote it down. That will definitely be out of the show for next week. Thank you for that, Scott. Uh, that sounds as, as like far something as like, to look forward to. It sounds great. It does. It's going to be wonderful. And as far as identifying for. as a male, whatever, I, I don't really give a fuck about that stuff. I never did. Um, maybe I'd care more about it when I was younger or something. I guess I probably did, and I need to look at that and be like, hey, I'm a man. But I never really – actually, I've always made fun of strong masculinity. It's always been a running joke. <laughs> look at it when you're so, a kid and say and identify as a man. I'm a man. That's right. Yeah. I am give, a man. Give me drugs. Give me a car. What the fuck? Uh, I'm a child. I want to be a man. Actually, from a young age, really. I'm a young, I, I'm a young girl. I want to be a man. Give me a fucking, give me the keys. From my teenage years on, I always looked at gender roles as being a total joke, and I always despised them, and I thought there's all got to be more to life than just these lame, boring roles to fill. So that has been a pretty common thread for me for a good 25 years. So it, it is basically safe to say that you you're just, you're not really you're not really gonna define yourself one way or the other. Oh, I, I like money. I it's define myself long, by cash, financial, it's a long run. financial. It's, uh, it's a long terms. run, and and who knows where things are gonna turn out in the next couple of couple of years. Oh, I got a great song for us to close out now. This is a perfect song to close the show with. This is going to be great. All right. But I'm thank you, Mr. Pink. Over. Uh, I know. Get your final over. comments he in on this. Ask if, he did ask if we thought we were men. Yeah, uh, please. First of all, absolutely not. Because everything I think about a man is, uh, you know, I'm supposed to support a family. It's supposed to have all the things that every <laughs> boomer in the world had that takes for granted. Uh, that doesn't exist anymore. So whatever the concept of man is, that's definitely fucking changed. Uh, if it's just biological, you know what I see? I see every single day in my emails, everyone that communicates with me has uh, his, her, him, yeah, the all that shit. Yeah. It's just, we've talked about this before. I still think, I still think it is a, an oppressive mechanism uh, against anybody that, you know, probably isn't that comfortable with demonstrating their their uh, own gender identity and maybe they want to keep it to themselves for a little while uh but we are forcing everyone to put their goddamn gender pronouns in a fucking email that seems a little bit that's that's fucking that's just more hegemony it's just more opprobrium and i think it's fucking shitty that we do that but you know again it's Shut companies up, man. it's companies overall mostly companies that are doing it and those companies are also the same people that are putting, uh, you know, putting badges on people's jerseys. As worthless oh. and pointless uh, of an effort as that is, it does not come off to me ever as being like, oh, well, they're doing the good thing. Because they're not. They're never doing the good thing. They're never doing the right thing. They're doing the oppressive thing. Yeah. And we can't, we're, well, we're living in a world where we can't separate commerce and politics, which is unfortunate because... For a number of reasons, I love these public companies. I go, I, we go see my girlfriend's parents, and you drive down this road, this country road, and it's private businesses that just have Trump twenty twenty four flags waving. Like you gotta mm -hmm. love that pulling up to work with a fucking fifty foot flag on a private company waving on a major road. That's, <laughs> that's just that's is wonderful. that on a, is that on ninety six. Uh, no, it's off late. It's off 94. Oh, yeah. I'm I do know which it. one you're talking about, though. That you do? flag that just peaks up over 96. Yeah, if you're heading. Yep. It's on the east side. Dude, yeah, you'd be going as, back towards your way. It's the same as I-75 Jesus. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love <laughs> I-75. Well you know, do you hear the story about I-75 Jesus? Pole. Remember what no. happened? 
No. How it got struck uh, by lightning and they had to rebuild oh, yes. it? It's amazing. I, I, wait, Mike, go ahead and tell us the real quick story. You have to go soon, so. That happened. The the I-75 Jesus is near Cincinnati, near Dayton in Ohio. It says Jesus coming out of the dirt <laughs> yeah. of the world, of the earth, by this church. It's a, it's a mega structure, it's too. It's huge. Yeah, it's, it's massive. It's like 50 feet wide. It's Jesus' head and his arms like, oh. Like, it's fucking gross. He would look all zombified because he'd be Jesus, all fucked wasn't up. It? But, wasn't that the whole thing? Is it used to be like a Jesus standing up? Wasn't it like a full Jesus? Then it got struck by lightning. That's not and the, then they, that's not the one I remember. It into, so. Oh, okay. You, no. Your memory's, thinking, your memory's way better. Your memory's way better. I used to live I down there. I did that drive a lot because when I'd come up here and back and forth, and I, I think that's what it was, um, the one coming out of the earth. It was still but huge. But it's, it's chest high. It's what's, oh, what's yeah, yeah, fucking it's up crazy, to his chest. though, is it's chest high, and he's. it looks like he's emerging from the earth. <laughs> yes, it's it does. One of the more <laughs> remarkable things you'll see on any freeway next to the uh, the... Uh, Jesus saves billboard, and then the uh, the the clap trap, which is on the next. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Uh, I'm trying to look it up to find the picture real quick, but yes, that was so cool. Uh, and as far as the man stuff, you know, there was also the million dollar man. <laughs> <laughs> Well, then, yep, that's, that's where Make It Rain originally came from. Absolutely. Good call, Luke. Uh, all right, well, that's the show for this week. Um, we'd like to thank all of our sponsors for the show would not be possible without them. And really, those sponsors are you who listens and the emailers who give their time and energy. Always love that. Danny, we didn't hear from you this week. Danny, we hope you're well, and we wish you nothing but the best. Uh, Eric Allen, I know you listen every week. Thank you for your time and service. We appreciate that. And Yancey's going to listen to this episode because I just texted him about talking about him during the show. So I don't know if he listens every week anyways, but he'll be checking this one out. Yancey, thank you for the review. And all of you guys can review the show by going to Apple Podcasts, five-star review. Review takes a couple minutes real quick. Help the show grow a little bit. I think we got... I like our vibe. I like what we do here. Three guys just bullshitting, having a good time, talking serious, talking stupid. Uh, I like it. Mostly I like what we stupid. do here. Yeah. I like the stupidity. I like the uh, <laughs> I, banter I that is also clever. Yeah. I enjoy it all. I like the balance. <laughs> so, And everybody brings something to the table here. That's cool. So thank you for your time and energy. Th Scott, Luke, and Mike. We're going to send it out with I'm the Man by Buck O'Neill. Sure, I smash. I'll speak to 